Are we there? So tell yourself, you know what? This is an opportunity for me to bring transformation to my life. I'm going to grab it. Just tell yourself that. And not allow myself to be distracted. I'm going to grab it. That's why tomorrow we're going to have a prayer session and you'll have an opportunity to pray in today. Right? So that's why I moved it from Friday to today. So that whatever is going to happen in your life can have the highest probability of it happening. All right? So I, I, I can't make you want it. You have to want it. You've, you have to. You know, many of you don't realize you're, you're living in each other's shadows. You're living in each other's shadows. You, you know what I mean? You're, you're satisfied with where you are because you, you, you can hide in the shadow of your friend. You can hide in the shadow because they are not seemingly at your level. It's only when you come out of people's shadow, society's shadow, that you'll have a real gauge of who you are. That's why it is very deceptive to be, to have all your friends in one level. If all your friends, if all the friends you have are in one level if, and you don't have friends that are at higher levels, then you are, the likelihood of you being deceived is very high. Because their shadows will affirm you. Their shadows will validate you. And you end up being proud about things you should not be proud of. So you, you have to ask yourself, in, in life, which club do I belong to? Failures club or success, succeeding club? You, you've got to ask those kind of questions. And you've got to look at who's around you. And that's no offense to your friends and your social surroundings. That's no offense. But it's about identifying who you are and the values you possess. You will learn, you will learn that wealth is really much less about money and much more about the internal dynamics within yourself. 
let's read, let's read, let's read, um, let's read verse. Uh, I said verse what? 13. 13. He who despises the word will be destroyed. But he who fears the commandment will be rewarded. Now within the commandment are, are other sub-principles, right? So what is really saying, because the word is the principle of life. The word is the principle of creation. So it's actually telling me and you that he who disdains or despises principles will be destroyed. He who despises principles will be destroyed. So nothing good comes out of a life that keeps disdaining, disregarding, despising principles. But he says, he who does what? Who fears, respects commandments, he says, will be rewarded. So any man you see successful today, prosperous today, Is not accidental. There are principles for doing crime yes. that, that yields success. You don't just do crime. You understand that? You, you don't just do crime. There are principles that accommodate that lifestyle. And if you do not know the code, you will fail as a criminal. You get what I'm saying? Now, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because when I'm talking to you about principles, I'm not including that. But just in case you ask in your mind about that other side of life, you know that it's the same principles that operate in that dimension. So every man you see successful today is not accidental. They are a collection of principles, of laws and commandments that they followed, that they kept, and that rewarded them that lifestyle. So that means, Chris, any man, anyone you see more successful in your eyes, prosperous, advanced in life than you, the only distinction between you and them is that they were consistent, not only in the adherence, but in the practice and application of the principles that are available for you. Available for you. That advance them in life. Why? Because you must, you must understand the righteous nature of God. 
in case you think that life for God is unfair, you must understand the righteous nature of God. When it comes to life, when it comes to the organization of life, God has given set laws, set principles that if a man would observe and adhere to, irrespective of their culture, irrespective of their beliefs, irrespective of their race, they would succeed. Because truth is universal. And all laws are governed by truth. So truth doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter where you live, doesn't matter where you are. If you can apply the laws that are within truth, you would be rewarded. You would be rewarded. The hard part is discovering them, is understanding them. The easy part is in living them. Exercise is not good until you see its results. Saving is not convenient until you see its results. So what makes it easy is the result incentive that this principle comes with. That's why it says he who fears the commandment will be rewarded. So if, if you're not principle orientated, if you think that things just happen because they happen, you will probably remain part of the 99% of the poor in the world. And, and for your own information, there's, there's $431 trillion of wealth that is shared among the 1%. That is the total wealth of the whole world. Half a quadrillion. There are only 2,770, as of today, billionaires in the world. 2,770 billionaires in the world. How much is the world's population? Eight billion. That's not even 0 0.01. That's not even 0.0000000001. There are only 60,000, they call them high net worth individuals. 60,000 as of 2022. 60,000, 60,000 high net individuals with a net worth of $100 million. Only 60, among them, they share 24 trillion among the 60,000 of wealth in the world. About 38, 
to $45 trillion is shared among millionaires. Guess how many millionaires are they? A hundred million? I'm talking about in dollars, right? Two hundred million? Whatever the number is, it is less than two hundred million in the world. And those are people who have a net worth of $1 million above. What separates these humans from the rest of the humans? What gives these humans the right to access such a large pool of wealth and the rest, and to create it, to create it. 431 trillion. <laughs> and what gives, what gives them the right to access and you not to access? He that despises the word shall be destroyed. God said in, in Romans that the Gentiles, the heathens, they kept the law without having it, without knowing it, more than the Jews who had the law. <laughs> because they, they were guided by their conscience. So this tells us, out of these 2,000, these 60,000 and this group of individuals, they must be keeping the word. They must be following certain commandments that keep income and keep their worth increasing. Let's go to phase two. So the first thing you, you, you need to understand is not only the relevance, but the significance of, of adherence to, to what? To the word, to principles, to laws, to truth. Do not have an apathetic relationship to truth. Don't, never. Movies are made for the poor. Series are made for the poor. All these TV shows, reality, they're made for the poor. You will never find anyone in that level <coughs> binging on TV shows, on movies. Oh. Oh, they've got higher priorities. Their job is to create that for you. 
I told you, in this world, if you are not a creator of something, you are a consumer. So we're trying to shift your mind from consumerism to creation. To bring your mind into a creation consciousness. Because that's how wealth comes to be. It is created. It is created. At one point in their lives, they did not have it. How did it come? They created it. And I'm trying to give you that framework. To think beyond your environment. And the first thing that is vital, more than anything else, is principles. Is laws. It's the word. It's commandments. If you can become addicted to principles and to the laws that govern wealth, govern success, govern prosperity, your, your guarantee is as sure as knowing that whatever you throw up will come down. So let's look at something in that same uh, 18, verse 18. Let's read. Poverty and shame come to him Let's read that first part again. Poverty I just need you I just needed that part. Poverty and shame will come to him who disdains So when when you are asked or when you ask yourself why am I poor Why is there shame and no honor in my life? He, he says, you, you can find the answer where? In your what? Disdain in correction. Disdain in correction. So the level of poverty and shame that is attached to you is reflective of your relationship to correction. To what? Look at all these young hobos in the street. I can assure you, 80% of them are there because of their disdain for correction. Why is correction so important? And what is correction? Do you know what correction is? Do you know what correction is? Do you know, do you know the word for correction? It's discipline. It's discipline. So if you can't be corrected, you can't have discipline. 
So correction serves as a tool for, for what? For discipline. What is discipline? Discipline is consistency in the accomplishment of an objective that is independent of feeling or emotion. So when you are disciplined in, in an objective, there is no consideration that is given to how you feel. It is a commitment to the accomplishment of that objective. So the motivation is not the feeling. The motivation is the accomplishment. Now, um, you, can, you don't have that in your life today because there's no correction. So you notice people, people who, who cannot be corrected do not have the discipline, the consistency, the commitment it takes to accomplish. That's why the, one of the things the Bible says is bow before the gray-headed man. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. It has nothing to do with the color of his hair. But how that hair became gray. It's talking about the experience of life. No matter how smart you think you are, there's always something to learn from the aged. So he says, correction imputes or computes in you discipline. <clears throat> says the lack of it results in what? Poverty and shame. So what is he talking about there? He's talking about mentorship. He's talking about coaching. The absence of mentorship, the absence of coaching in your life will make it difficult for you to attain high levels of discipline and accomplishment. Number three. Same, same chapter, and then we will we'll delve in, we'll start delving in deep into this. Verse 21. Can we read it? Yeah, verse, 20, verse 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children, but the wealth of sinners also corrupts the righteous. Which is a good man. For? A good man. So this is how the Bible characterizes a good man. He says, when he dies, he will leave an inheritance to his children, not only his children, but his children's children. What is he talking about? Generational wealth. Mm -hmm. 
generational So true wealth is generational. So when you think about being wealthy, your, your, your perception should not only be you. Your perception should be generational. So he's telling you something about wealth. He's telling you two things. Number one, he's telling you about how bad your parents are if they are still alive or how bad they were if they are dead. How bad your grandfather was and your grandmother. Because the proof of their existence, the legacy of their life or their name is in the wealth they leave behind. They were bad. So, so when you go to a funeral and, and you hear people say, you know, eh, eh, Masbanyoni was a very good lady. The question you must ask yourself, must lift up your hand and ask, did, did she leave some wealth for her grandchildren? If the answer is no, she was a very bad grandmother. I didn't write the Bible. So your father's a bad man. Your mother's a bad man. Your grandpa, no matter how good you think they are, they are bad. <laughs> they are bad if they cannot and will not. Ask, you know, just ask your mother or your father, what are you going to leave me when you die? When they ask you why, you say, I just want to measure how good or how bad you are. <laughs> so is this a good man? So ask yourself, Chris, are you a good man? Are you a good woman? Are you a good mother? Are you a good father? Are you a good grandfather? If you are a good mother, a good father, that means your mindset should be toward what? The what? The accumulation and creation of generational wealth. So you should have built capabilities to do what? To accumulate in your lifetime and create what? So what is the Bible saying? That, <laughs> that the investment of your life, that your life should be dedicated to creating wealth. If, if you are not dedicated to the creation of generational wealth, says you are bad. So you can, we, you, we can look at it, we can look at it like this. God gave us time on earth to create a legacy, not only for our family name, but for what? For generations to come. So if you're not generational in your approach to life, then you probably will never break out into the one percentile of the world. 
you'll always remain among the 99. Because all the 99 care about is making it at the end of the month. Why? Because they have not, they have not been attuned or informed about the matrix. There are people who live in the matrix. What do I mean? That whatever is happening in the system does not affect them. 90% of every punishment in nature is what? Financial. Is, is what? It's financial. You, you cross a red robot, a parking, a parking what? Fine. You go over the speed limit, is what? It's a fine. Is, 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 is it I'm sorry? No. What is it? You go to prison, you go to court, you get a bail. You do your license, you must pay. You want education, you must pay. And those are not even punishments. <laughs> but 90% of all punishment are financial. Now what if your crime is being poor? This tells you something. That poverty is the grand crime of the human species. It is an unnatural experience. Because you will be incarcerated if you do not have the money for bail. So that means you are far better off rich then you are poor because that means your most of your problems can be sorted out with money how many ultra rich are in jail today why because in this world money answers for all So he says, a good man leaves an inheritance. He's telling you that in his lifetime, he should prioritize wealth creation. That the lack of prioritization of wealth creation is actually a bad repute to his name and legacy. He's a bad man. Because he's saying, you should be able to give the generation coming after you an advantage. So anyone who has lived without an inheritance, you, you, you are born with a disadvantage. And, and, and what does that mean? Poverty gives man disadvantages. So he says, if, 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 if you're committed, if you're dedicated, if you're passionate about, about being prosperous, about being rich, about being wealthy, then you should have a long-term approach. 
and your actions, your character, your value should align with your end goal. Your end goal is to stop so much that future generations from your loins are able to enjoy from the fruit of your labors. So that means if, if you have that perspective, your, your goal in life is not, is, not, is, is not to work for a company. Your goal in life is to create a company. Your goal in life is to build something. It's not to be a constructor in another man's work, in another man's project. Yes, you may start off that way. But if your goal is to leave generational wealth, then it will change your entire life. It will change your entire perspective. It will, it will change every single thing about how you act and how you behave. So, men are poor, and that's a crime. It's an injustice to humanity. It's an injustice to, your, to, your, to, your, to the seed, the progenity of your loins. So that means at one point in your life, you must come to a place where you say, enough is enough. I'm going to create wealth for myself and my generation. And God said, that is a commendable thing. That is what good men do. You see, the overwhelming presence of excuses in your life, the overwhelming presence of justifications in your life, is the reasons why you never grow, you never develop, you never advance. A good man leaves generational wealth. That means the, 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 the spending of his life, of his time on earth, should be to accumulate generational wealth. So wealth is a priority. So you are not remembered by the works you did. You are remembered by the value you created. And that's in terms of wealth. So he says, a good man. Can I read you? Can I read you a verse before that? We haven't started, all right? I'm just laying, I'm just laying cornerstones. and trying to, you know, show you which side you belong so that throughout this conference you, you can know whether you, need, you are here and you need to jump into here. So let, let's, read, let's read a verse. Let's, let's read a verse above that. Sekdra Ateskidai. Let's read a verse above that, right? Verse 20. Verse 20. Yeah, let's read. Number four, the company you keep will make you. See, you are the sum total of the people you spend your time with, the people you associate with, 
who you are is a direct indicator of who's around you. It says, he, he who walks with the wise will become wise. Ask yourself, am I, am I being wiser? Am I growing wiser in life? Am I growing? That would tell you that you're around the wrong company. Because he walks with the wise. He says one of the best things you can do for your life is associate yourself with people who are better than you. Is to associate yourself. Try and make friendship. And Jesus said, you can't make friendship without unrighteous memory. Yes. He says, you make friends with unrighteous memory. That's how you make friends in this world. <clears throat> if, 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 if you want to befriend the rich, what must you do? Pop up with a Lamborghini. <laughs> Pop up with a Ferrari, and they'll adopt you in. But don't think you're going to pop up in there with the Yaris and be their friends. You're not going to belong to the club. You're not going to belong to a club. There are a handful of people around the world that own Bugattis. Handful of people around the world that own Bugattis. If, if you own a Bugatti, you'll automatically belong to the Bugatti club. Every year, these group of people fly cars all over the world to drive them on the best roads. And when they get there, all those roads are closed for the day. It's the Bugatti club. So if, if, if you want to be in the Bugatti club, what must you have? That's what Jesus meant when he said, make friends with unrighteous memory. So when you fail, they will, what? Receive you into everlasting habitations. Are you growing? You see, if growth, ah, oh, you guys, uh, sorry. You see, in, in life, in life, let me tell you something. In life, if growth, development of yourself and your life is, is not important to you, you will, you will keep things in your life, keep people in your life that are destructive to your potential. Listen, it's, it's, it's life, it's not personal. What do I mean it's not personal? That, that means at any given point in time, you should be willing to leave any and everyone that is not a contributor to what? To your success and advancement in life. You can't keep dead weight and still expect to be fast. So he says, he who, who walks with the wise will be wise. Who are you walking with? Name five of your closest people. And I'll tell you why you're broke. I'll tell you why you're broke. You see, 
I'm very cautious of who I call friends, of who I call people my, of my friends. Very cautious. I don't, call, I don't just call people my friends. No. No. Because I, 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 association, listen, association is the knitting of souls. It's the knitting of energies. Now, if I start to call you my friend, whatever, whatever energy, whatever aura you possess will infiltrate into my life. He who walks with the wise will become wise. Will become wise. That means even if you are a fool, do you see that? Even if you are a fool, you will become wise. Listen, I'm teaching you things. I'm teaching you things that are so instrumental and detrimental if you don't pay attention to them, to your success. You will wonder why. Do you know no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you beg God, you will still need to create wealth. And I'm, I'm trying to teach you how to create it. Yes. Thank you. Yes. How to write a book, how to write Listen, there are over 2,000, 3,000 taxis, right, in the market. Right? They all render the same service. And they, you, you can't render it different enough for you to stand out. And unless you, you are a taxi owner and have multiple taxis, you can't create wealth for yourself. It's impossible. You can't, you can't make that a wealth-generating machine. You know why? You know why? Because it's a car. A car does not appreciate in its value. It consistently depreciates. And it is a liability. Because of the overheads it will cost you. And the unpredictability of its mobility. Insurance. Who's driving it? Their insurance risk. Petrol. Service. Unforeseen maintenance costs. If you're bringing in 400 rands a day, and then that day you have a puncher, a wheel is 2,000. Where is it going to come from? You know why? Because you, you don't hang out with the wise. You, you, you don't hang out with the wise. A large percentage of the world's wealth, Bruce, you, you know where it's locked up in? A large percentage of, 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 of wealth among the high net worth uh, individuals? In the equities. 
intangible intangibles, equities. A large percentage of wealth is in equities. What's equity? Equity, shares, uh, stocks, future, all those things. Those are the wise. Those are the wise. And they've, they, they, they've been keeping, or they kept increasing their wealth year on year. if you walk with the wise. Sometimes what you need and you don't know is with someone who can give it to you for free. That's how life works. That's how life works. And when they heard them speak, they knew that they had been with Jesus. There was an aroma. There was a scent. There was, there was, there was, there was a, a presence, a difference, because they knew them to be fishermen. But now they are talking like they are intelligent men. They knew they've been with someone. He that walks with the wise will become wise. But the companion of fools, if all your friends are fools, Simple-minded, you're in danger. I, I'm not saying don't have fools. It's important sometimes to have fools as friends. But I'm saying if all your friends are fools, how many businesses does your friend have? How many investments does your friend have? What is your friend involved in? Yeah, sometimes you got to respect yourself enough to say, you know what, me and you can't be friends because you're, you're, you're not performing in life. You're not performing in life. Teams don't go for the weakest players. They don't go for poor players. No, teams go for good players. Players who perform. You won't buy a person just for the sake of buying them. No, you buy them because the performance metrics are on their side. So sometimes you have to respect yourself enough to say, nah, me and you can't be friends. Perform and then we'll be friends. But you've got to be saying that while you're already performing. Because you can't have a false ego and super, uh, 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 fluidness to say that I can't be friends with you because you're not performing, whereas you're also not performing. You might as well stick together. <laughs> he who walks. Compa Imagine if that companion is your husband or your wife. <laughs> You both come to ruins. See why marriages fail? Nine out of ten marriages don't fail because of a lack of love. Don't fail because of a lack of passion. Am I teaching good? 
All right. So let's, let's try and get into things, okay? Let's try and get into things, all right? How to become wealthy. How? You can start robbing banks. <laughs> start robbing people. Let's read John 14, verse 12. I know you never thought that we can extract wealth creation from a verse like this. Oh, well, we can. I asked you a question, when do you, be, when do you plan on making your first million dollars? Because you think, you think making a million is hard. Making a million is easier than becoming a millionaire. Before you can make a million, you have to become a millionaire. Wealth isn't about what's created. It's about the creator. You are the subject. You, 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 are, you, you, you are the main character of the story of wealth creation. If you don't show up, wealth can't show up. So the main factor is you. It's not wealth. There's more than enough wealth in this world. The, the, the issue is you. The issue is with the creator. You get that? You get that? If a, if a manufacturer makes a crappy product, there's no way their product will generate wealth for them. Be why? Because the manufacturer themselves are trying to cut corners, take shortcuts. They are crappy themselves. Mm -hmm. So a crappy manufacturer will create a crappy product. So the, you can't blame the product. No, the product is not the, the problem. If the product was in the hands of a, a, a good Manufacturer, it will come out as it should. So wealth is the product here. You are its manufacturer. How it comes out is determined by you. No phone ever said, ever sat in the boardroom or in the brainstorming room and say, "Yeah, uh, I, I think you should make me like this. I, I think you should add these features into me." No. Does those who created. So it's more important that you become a millionaire first than making one. Because to make a million is easy. To become a millionaire and remain a millionaire 
That's, that's the hard thing. Why? Because that is more about you than it is about the millions. So if, I, if somebody asks, when do you plan on becoming or making your first million, your answer should be, when I become a millionaire. Because when you become a millionaire, you will now have the ability to do that. It, it, listen, listen. Because you can't make it if you can't think it. And you can't think it if it's not who you are. So let's look at something in the Bible, right? John 14, verse 12. Let's read, please. He who believes in me. So believing sutra ada. Believing in Jesus is a possibility. Believing in Jesus is believing in possibility. Believing in Jesus is believing in possibilities. Most assuredly I say unto you, he that believes in me, he that believes in me, he that believes in me. He says, if you are a believer in Jesus, you are a believer in the possibilities that come with that belief. You know, when, 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 when the Spirit of God opened this, this revelation to me, I, I realized why Christians all around the world are at the, at the, the bottom of the food chain in terms of wealth. I realized it. I saw it. I saw it. Because they, they are waiting for Jesus. They are waiting for Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus never said, wait for me. Jesus never said, wait for me. He said, believe. <clears throat> he that believes in me, yeah? Read it again. Most assuredly, I say, yeah, he in me, the works. Now, now, the ability to do what he does, to do what he does, comes from belief in him. That's why I said to you, believing in Jesus is believing in possibilities. So he says, the works that I do, the works that I do, he that believes, the works that I do, yeah, he shall do also and greater works, yeah, 
Read the next verse. And whatever you ask in my name, whatever you ask, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified. Let's break it down. Jesus says, he who believes in me, the works that I do, shall he also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. Let, let me ask a simple question, right? What is, what is, what is the, the theme of that communication? What is the theme of the communication? Here? What is the theme? What is Jesus communicating? Yeah? The works? Yeah? What? Belief, yeah? Yeah? Okay. Count what appears there more than in that scripture. What? So Jesus is talking about, is talking about doing. He's talking about doing something. You know, when, when, I, when, when it was opened, I saw it. So he says, whatever you, you ask in my name, he says, if you use my name, I will do. And he says, if you believe in me, you will do what I do. So that's telling us something. That the force or the power that comes with the name of Jesus can only be activated not by words, but by what? By? By? So the powers, the forces of heaven, of the universe can aid a man when a man has his intents on accomplishing. You know, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus says, whatever work I have done, he says that man will be able to, because he believes in me. So that belief will give him access to the possibility of accomplishing my, my what? My capability. So he, he'll be able to do because that belief gives him access to the potentials that exist within me. So he that believes in me, I believe in Jesus. The fact that you believe in Jesus means the possibilities of manifestations already are a guarantee. But the translation between that manifestation and the potential lies in an activity, in an activity that is indispensable, invaluable to who God is, to who Jesus is. Because everything Jesus accomplished, he did. 
Are, are, are you listening? Everything Jesus accomplished, he did. He did not pray. He did. He did not pray. He did it. Everything Jesus accomplished, he did it. So the word do there has to be of significance. So we need to investigate what that word means. You know what the word means? It's poyeo. Poyeo means to make. Poyeo, it means to make. It means to create. It means to build. It means to cause to bear. It means to produce. Poyeo means to commit. Poyeo means to bend together, to accomplish something. So Jesus says, Mike, if you believe in me, if you believe that belief will give you access to the potentials that exist within me. What, what is Jesus' greatest potential? Is the fact that he created the universe. The Bible says all things were created by him and nothing was made that was not made by him. So he says, if you believe in me, the very same access I had in the creation of this world, this universe, he says, you will have the very same thing. But you must learn how to apply the, the, the principle, the law of action, the law of work, the law of making. Can I show you this? Acts chapter 3. Let me show you something. Because he said, whatever you ask in my name, that shall I do. Now, he's saying, he's saying I'm going to my father. Jesus is not here. Cannot say. Jesus is not here. So when he's saying that shall I do, he's already talking about you. Because he said, if you believe in me, the works that I do, you will do also. And greater works than because I go away. So when you say in the name of Jesus, Jesus is not here. So the greater works will come from you. Because he has given you the legal uh, power to occupy the territory, to occupy the space. So that when you say in the name of Jesus, you're not go looking around waiting. No. Who are you waiting for? Because Jesus is not coming. He already delegated the accomplishment of work, of doing to you. I will show you. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Read verse 1. Now Peter and John. Yeah. 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 Yes. Look on us. Yeah. And expecting to receive. Yeah. Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name do, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. Did the man walk? No. Look at me. Did the man walk? 
When Peter said, in the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Did the man walk? No. I thought Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, that shall I do. So why didn't the man walk when Peter commanded him to walk in the name of Jesus? Nothing was done from who? Let's find out if you're right. Continue reading. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Hey, hey! He, he did what? He took him by the right hand and lifted him up. He did what? He took him by the right hand and lifted him up. I thought the name of Jesus was enough. I thought the name of Jesus was enough. Didn't, he, didn't Peter just say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk? Now what, what need is there for pulling him up? Read it, read it. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received His feet did not receive strength when Peter commanded his feet received strength when Peter picked him up. Whatever I do, that shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go to my father. So the absence of Jesus is an opportunity to perform in his name. So Jesus, Jesus does not do anything Today, that is greater than what we are able to do. So the greater part of the works, the greater part of the poeo, the greater part of the working will come from, not from Jesus, but from... So that means all Jesus can give you is lesser than what you can do. So you are waiting for Jesus. That's why your life is such at a low state. Why? Because he can only do lesser than you now that he is gone to his father. And greater works than these shall he do. In other words, he is saying that the only time that I will be unable to do greater than you in this life is when I'm gone. Now that you see me, this is the standard. But when I'm gone, you become the standard. I see why Christians are poor. They are waiting on Jesus. Jesus is unable to perform greater than us. He's unable to make and create and do better than you because he has designated, he has designated the use of that name, the authority, the power of that name in us doing. He has washed his hands. He is sitting on the throne until his enemies are made footstool. So to pray, Jesus, make me wealthy, is to ask for a very menial thing. Because to Jesus, making you wealthy, my brother and my sister, is him giving you a two-bedroom and a nice uh, 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 kitchen and a little toilet and some food every single month. 
But if you want anything greater than what you have today, he says, you're going to do it. If you want anything greater than what God has allocated, afforded, and permitted for you, path, you're going to have to do it. Because nothing greater is coming out of Jesus. So Peter said, I command you in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. So, so all you in the name of Jesus, let the wealth come. In the name of Jesus, let the angels. Nothing moves. Why? Why? Let me show you something. Colossians. Colossians. Just lift him up a bit, please. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 17. Yeah, thanks. Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. Can we all read it, please? And whatever you do. And whatever you do. And whatever you do. And whatever you do. Yeah? So, so your words, your words must be done. So if you say I'm gonna drink water, you must you must follow it through with what? With drinking water. Because the reality or manifestations of those words cannot come to pass until you begin to take the first step to go drink water. Whatever you do in word. I'm talking about extracting the power to create wealth. Whatever you do in word or what? In deed. Yeah? Do. 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 Say. 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 Do. What in what? In the name of the Lord Jesus. Do all. So that name, its power does not work unless and until you do. Not when you say, when you do. Peter, I command you to rise up and walk. Nothing. When he picks him up, he, there's strength. He receives strength. Why? Because it works when you do, not when you say. So if you want to extract power from the possibilities in the power of the word, in the power of God, you've got to learn to put action to your words. Amen. So if you say, I'm going to make a million. You don't sit down. You've said it. You must do. You must do. And he says, it is when you begin doing that the forces of the potentials in the power of Jesus begins to accommodate and aid you. Is he that believes on me. That's why Jesus said anything is possible to him who believes. You see, there, there, there are two variables. There's, there's, there's the belief in Jesus and then there's belief. 
All these require one thing. It requires to do. So the sinner who does not believe in Jesus can accomplish what he believes because he does it. The Christian who believes in Jesus believes and does not have because he does not do. He said, show me your faith without works. He's dead. He said, just as the body is dead without the spirit, so does what? So is faith without works. That means that works are the spirit of faith. Your actions are the spirit behind your faith. When the Bible talks about the spirit of faith, it's talking about the action behind what, what you believe. If I say I'm going to heal you, I must do it. So if you want what, if you want anything greater than what you have today, you, you're going to have to do it. Jesus is not here. Do you understand that? His absence is an opportunity for you. If he was here, you'd always be dependent on him. When you wanted bread, you'd be chasing him up, up the mountain. When you wanted water, you'd be chasing him down the mountain. But he's not here. He's saying you don't have to ask me. Because he never said, whatever you ask me in my name. He said, whatever you ask. That means you don't even have to involve God. You don't even need to talk about Jesus, talk to Jesus. You can decide in the name of Jesus, I, I'm, I'm going to be wealthy. And you don't wait for an answer from heaven. He says, no, he says, you do. How to become wealthy. You're waiting. You're waiting. You're waiting. And you say, Lord, I prayed. <laughs> You're waiting. Lord, I fasted. You're still waiting. Have you registered a PTYLTD? Have you registered a limited company? You're waiting. What are you waiting for? The stars to align. He says, your access into the miraculous is action. A man becomes a God. Listen to me. A man becomes a God if he does what he says. If a man does what he intends and what he said he will do, he's God. He's God. Who is God? Who is God? What does God look like? Gabriel said there shall be a performance of all that which the Lord has spoken. There shall be a performance. Says you have seen rightly because I watch over my word. I watch over my word to perform it. I'm a watchman over what I say.
Only you can create a greater life, not God. No, Jesus cannot create a greater life for you because he has designated that ability into your hands. His hands are tied. I'll never forget the day I went to God and I complained and I told him how much money I need, how much. God said to me, there's no money here. I don't have money in heaven. I'll never forget it. I don't have money here. What, what you're looking for is not up here, it's down there. I knew that day. I don't have to ask God. I, I don't have to bother God because God doesn't have money in heaven. There's no dollars in heaven. There's no rents in heaven. So what I'm asking God up there, he's not there. How is he going to give me? He's on earth. It's where I am. And he does not have authority. I have it. So whatever happens here is not because of him, it's because of me. When do you plan on making your first million? When will you become a millionaire? You don't become a millionaire when you have millions in your account. You become a millionaire when you decide to be one. That means you can be a millionaire today without a single cent in your account. Look at you watching me. Look at me. Look at you. Look at yourself. Why? Because you equate who you are to what you have. And you don't realize that what you have comes from who you are. What you have does not make you. You make what you have. Money does not make you. Money will never make a person. You make money. So when I say, when will you become a millionaire? You can say today, you can say tomorrow, you can say next year. But it, it really doesn't depend on how much you have. It depends on the elevation of your mindset. It depends on the quality of your spirit. If your spirit has assimilated that dimension, there's nothing, no force in this world that can stop you from becoming, that can stop you from having. Because there's a way life works, Chris. The, 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 the accumulative story of life does not take place when when, when, when money clocks into your account, no. Jesus said life does not consist of the abundance of material or possession that one has. Why? Because life is within. Within you, le pantre gitre, within you is a, is, 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 a gen, is a wealth generation factory. Within you, within inside you, is a, is, is a wealth generating factory. Are you listening to me? With inside you. Problem, the machinery is not working. That means you can make money every day, every minute, every second of your, every second of your being. You can make it. Look, look at me, look at me. You can make money every day, every minute, every second of your being. 
Why? You are a wealth generator. You are a wealth manufacturer. So you say, I generate wealth. The question is not how. <laughs> you don't understand. The question is, listen, listen, listen. Do, does God need angels? Does he need angels? Why did he create angels? If he doesn't need them. Well, I agree with you, he doesn't need them. He's God. But why did he create them? Convenience. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? Why? It's a mindset. It's a, why, why do wealthy people have drivers? Can't they drive? So it's not a question of need. It's a question of what? It's a question of? So if you say, I, I'm, I'm a wealth generator. The question is not how. There are forces in life that can deal with answering that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, oh Lord God, anything is to him. Let's forget Jesus now. Ne? I didn't say that. He said it. Anything is possible to him that that means whoever. Sinner or non-sinner. That's why I told you God is righteous. The laws that make the sinner rich are the same laws that will make the Christian rich. So, he, anything is possible to him that? Believes. Believes, right? So if you believe, if you believe that you are wealthy, that you are a millionaire, that whatever, you are a wealth generator. If you believe that, right? How are you going to bring in the money? You don't have to. You don't have to. You, you, you must become that thing. Look at God. He said, let there be light. There was no sun, there was nothing, and there was light. That word became light. So you must become what you want to have before you can have it. Are you listening to me? You, you must what? You must become it. And then God and his angels will take care of the rest. For as a man thinketh in his heart. So inner engineering is the greater part, the greater majority of the work that you need to do. Guard your heart for out of it are the issues of life. Issues. That means the proceedings of life. All, all, all what you have, 
all who you are. The word that's so, so it, it, it means the boundaries of life, the limitations of life. All, I used to say this, if you have never been to America in your heart, you will never step foot on that land. You can only be or you can only go where you've been in your heart. Because your heart is the boundary of your uh, physical existence. So if you have never went beyond South Africa, there's a reason why. You have never been anywhere outside South Africa in your heart. That's what the word means. That's what the Bible means. And that's why... Every time Jesus communicated, he always spoke in reference to the world. To the world. To, you shall be witnesses for me in Judea, in Samaria, in Jerusalem, and the entire world. Why? Because he wanted to expand your consciousness. Because God is not local, he's global. So he says, expand your heart. So if, you, if, if that heart is not expanded, if, if that mind cannot contain, cannot contain millions, cannot contain wealth, cannot contain abundance, it is very, very, very unlikely that you will live an experience in it because God will never give you what scares you. The Bible says perfect love casts away fear. Because fear brings with it torment. You will always live in the experiences of what you fear the most. But you will only be liberated when you begin to walk in love. When you begin to fill your heart with love, with passion. That's why passion is so powerful. That's why passion can turn a hobo into a billionaire. That's why passion can turn a school dropout to, to the best in their field, is passion. That's the fuel of life. For God has not given us the spirit of what? Of fear and timidity. But he has given us the spirit of what? Of love and power and of a sound mind. Fear and sound mind don't go together. Love and sound mind goes together. Love and power goes together. So if you cannot become what you want to see, you can never live it. So you, you ask, Pastor, how, how do I become rich? You answered yourself, you must become rich. Because, Bruce, once you have that number in your head, if you have that number in your head, you know what begins to happen? The number begins to introduce you to the information. Begins to introduce you to doors that need to be opened. Begins to introduce you to routines, to habits, to characters, to virtues that you need to have in order for... Because that number tells you how much or how strong you need to become in order for, for you to handle it. That's why a man without a number is vapor. You need to have a number. You need to have a number. The Bible says without a vision. Without a vision. 
without a vision. The, the what? The people cast off restraints. That means there's no discipline without a vision. So clarity of objective of what you want to become is essential. So if you say, I want to be a millionaire, fine, fine. What kind of a millionaire? There are different levels to this structure. Enough? How much is enough? Do you understand that? You, you need to become every aspect of what you want. You, you need to become it. What is faith? What is faith? What is faith? Faith is believing what God says to you or, or believing God's testimony about you and living based on that acceptance of the belief that God said that about you and living as though you are what God said. That's faith. Look at the man. I, I think we'll read that. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go through that next week. But that's what faith is. is believing and acting on what you believe. So greater works shall ye do. So what's the first step? Believe. So I, I believe I, 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 I can be a millionaire. I believe. I believe I can be a billionaire. I believe it's not an attainable objective. I believe it's not an attainable ideal. And I believe it's a good thing. I believe it's a good thing because what God wants me to be rich. God wants me to be free. I believe it. I, and, until, until those belief systems are aligned, forget it. Want and belief are two different things. You can want something and not believe it's for you. The fact that you, you want to drive a Lamborghini one day does not mean we believe you can. So before you can want, you must start doing what? I can make money every day, every minute, every second. I believe it. I believe it. I believe that I am a millionaire. I believe it. That I'm a billionaire, I believe it. And, 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 and then that resolution will ask you something. How much in net dollars? Are you a millionaire or are you a billionaire? Because it's easy to believe that you are a millionaire. It's harder to believe that you are a $10 million millionaire. Because there's a number. There's a number and that number confronts you. Are you ready? If you say, yes, I'm ready. The first question that number will ask you is what are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to sacrifice time? Are you willing to sacrifice children? Are you willing to sacrifice marriage? Are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice? 
Because there's a trade-off. You can't have that without giving up something. <laughs> you, you can't get there without needing to, to pull down weight. Are you willing to restructure your life? Are you willing to take on a cause? Are you willing to forgo month's rent to ride to the seminar? Are you willing to keep yourself from eating so that you can buy those books? Are you willing to get the material? Are you willing to attend the course? Are you willing to network with those people? Are you willing? How much are you willing to do? Because once you become and once you decide what you want to become, you must, you must begin doing. Are you willing to spend sleepless nights? Are you willing to study under the Apollo? In high school, there was a, a young man. He was like two, two grades. Yeah, two grades away from me. I looked up to him. Ever since I got there in high school, he, he's been top one. He's been number one top achieving student from that time. So when we'd go to award ceremony and stuff, he'd always be there. Always be there. You know, once I got close to him, we started talking. I heard his story. I heard what motivated him. I heard how he studied. How how he lived in a shack with his aunt. And there was no electricity. And would have to study 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock to 2 o'clock under the Apollo light in their street. And he'd do that every day. Every single day he'd do it. Every single day he'd do it. The last year, so the, 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 the matric year before they went to university, a major company, a big company, big company, came to him. Never asked, never called, never applied. Came to him. Gave him an opportunity to study at the best university in South Africa. Gave him an allowance of 27000 a month. Finished studying, gave him a director management position. Now he worked for one of, well, I don't want to say it. He was willing. He was willing. He sacrificed. Something was pushing him. You know what it was? Then, that's why I want to talk to you next week about the necessity of poverty. Poverty was pushing him. Poverty was driving him. And poverty gave him a vision. Some of you, poverty ain't giving you no visions. I don't see any vision that poverty is giving you. You are poverty's vision. 
Poverty has a plan with you. The works that I do. Did Jesus feed men? Did Jesus save men? Did Jesus help men? Or is Jesus poor? The Bible says, you know the grace. We'll talk about that next week of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that he was poor. How that he was rich. But for your sakes, he became. He became. Show you how to become. You already know how to become poor. You, you've, been, you've, you've been living it. You've been practicing it for years. That's how you become poor. I, I don't need to teach you on how to become poor. I, I need to teach you how, how, to, how, that you, how that you are what? Poor. To become? For, for Jesus' sake. Yes, for his sake. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to be rich? You believe you can. You believe it's within reach. Who's been, who's been, who's been in a pool? Who's been in water? Who's been in a pool? Who's been in water? Who's, who's drowned before? No, 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 don't worry. Who's drowned before? The only thing you wanted when you were in there was it to eat. Was it to go to the toilet? No. Was it your mother? No. Was it your father? No. Did you want marriage? No. Did you want children? No. Did you want a big house? No. Did you want money? No. At that moment in time, more than anything on earth, what mattered to you? What mattered to you? And what were you willing to get it. Some of you, some of you, you're drowning and you're fine. You're drowning, you're sinking, and you're fine. And every day you are getting lungs, I mean water into your lungs, and you're fine. Why? Because breath does not mean much to you. Wealth is only available when you want it as bad as you wanted to breathe when you were underwater. Once your, your, your resolve, once your resolve, your conviction is that strong, once your conviction is that strong, as strong as your desperation for, for, for breath, you will 
find it. Only you can poyeo, can produce the greater life, the greater works. Only you, not God. Would you move starter pack? Continuous pack is up to you. No one else. No one else. I know that's one of the reasons why I really don't, I don't, I really don't, I don't like calling people friends. I would like it. I would like it. I, I don't. You, you only become a friend when, when you, you add value. When you come with vet, then yeah, we, we can talk. But if you don't have vet, no, 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 no. Only businesses add value, add a tax. That's what I'm saying. You understand? You may not have a business, but at least be the business. Mean business. When are you planning to make your first million in dollars? No one has ever asked you that question. I'm asking you today. When are you planning? When are you planning? Because until, until you, you decide, I told you, until you decide, you'll never. You'll never. Listen, you can say I'm a millionaire, right? You, you, you got to prove it with much more than physical money. How are you going to prove it? You know how you're going to prove it? You know how you're going to prove it? Your character. A person with a million in his bank does not go and buy with his last million a car worth of $600,000. You're not, you ain't no millionaire. You're, you're a pauper. You're a fake. <laughs> you're a fake because you have no value for money. You have no understanding of money. You, you don't understand its significance. Once you start becoming rich, Mike, you ain't gonna buy this watch. You're gonna buy a Rolex. You know why you, why you buy a Rolex? No, not because it looks nice. No, because it's an exotic asset. It's an asset. It, it, does, it doesn't lose value. It appreciates value. This has already lost its value. You, you get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Once you start becoming rich, you don't buy a BMW, you buy a Porsche. Why? Because a Porsche, three years later, is twice much more than what it was when you bought it. The thinking is different. You don't go and buy a house next to a township. No, you don't go put your business where, where, where there's crime. 
Why? Because you've become a rich. You've become a millionaire. That's why you don't find skyscrapers in townships. Their value will drastically decrease because of where it is. So what's it about? Is it about money? No. It's about who you are. How to become wealthy. That's all right. 